Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Aligned Living Podcast. I'm your host, Sophie Malowin, and I am so grateful that you are here. I know it's been a while since I've recorded a podcast episode and a lot has changed. So I'm excited to have this episode serve as a bit of a personal update. We are going to talk all about how I quit my nine to five, my full time job. And we are going to talk about celebrating one year of being alcohol-free. But before we dive into all that juicy stuff, I want to share a little bit more about a new offering that I just launched called Teacher Circle. Teacher Circle is an online gathering space for yoga teachers to receive ongoing guidance, support, education, and inspiration so they can build the life and the business of their dreams. Teacher Circle is a space for yoga teachers to come together, ask questions, share resources, and support one another on their journeys. Each month, we'll come together for a live practice and a live workshop to keep you feeling inspired and educated on your path. All of the live events will be recorded and shared to a private group off of social media. You'll also get access to a growing library of pre-recorded resources, including the following. How to Teach a Private, which is a five-hour workshop all about how to teach private yoga classes. Speak with Ease, which is a two-hour workshop all about mastering the art of public speaking. And Yoga Nidra for Burnout, which is a 90-minute workshop that teaches you how to use the practice of Yoga Nidra to overcome symptoms of burnout. You'll also get reduced rate coaching sessions with me and 10% off of all of my future offerings. Founding members can join today for $35 a month. You can cancel any time. And this rate will be going up as of December 1st. So if you're a yoga teacher, I hope to see you soon in Teacher Circle. Okay, into the good stuff. So... One of the main reasons why I stopped recording podcasts was because I was burning the candle at both ends. I was working a full-time job, a nine-to-five, in addition to building this business. And this spring, it just became clear that I wasn't going to be able to do it all, and I wasn't going to be able to do it all well. So I made the decision to put the podcast on pause, And since I've made the decision to leave my nine to five, I've been really feeling called back to the space and connecting with you all in the form of long form content. For me, it's such a liberating space to be. You might notice that I don't really edit these podcast episodes and I don't really have many notes to prompt me. It's really just an opportunity for me to come to share my voice to share a bit about what I'm moving through with the hopes that it will help each of you as you're on your own journeys towards greater alignment, finding truth, and just becoming the best version of yourself. So as it pertains to leaving my nine to five, if you know me personally, then you know that this is something that I've been thinking about for a really long time. This isn't a decision that I made lightly because the truth is that I had a really great job. My job allowed me to work from home. It allowed me to move cities when my partner decided to go back to school. 
It gave me opportunities to travel and connected with like-minded people. And as many of you know, my full-time job was deeply steeped in the yoga industry, which is obviously such a big passion of mine. And so when I started to feel this call towards my business and exploring my business in a more full-time capacity, it was honestly quite scary. Um, You know, scary for reasons just beyond losing that financial stability that a salaried job can give you. But I mean, even as it pertains to that, I grew really accustomed to, you know, getting the same amount of money in my bank account every two weeks and then living my life accordingly. So that's been something that I've certainly had to adapt to over the last six weeks of self-employment is just getting more comfortable with the fact that my income is a lot more variable now. And when you're in a corporate job, you get paid the same amount of money regardless of how hard you work or how busy you are. But when you're self-employed, for most of us at least, you only get paid for the time that you work. So that's been a bit of a learning curve for me. And it's still something that I'm getting used to if I'm just speaking honestly. But I launched my business three years ago in September 2020. And that first year of me launching my business was really just me having fun with it and doing a whole lot of learning. It was peak pandemic, yoga had gone online, and it felt like there was a lot of opportunities to build an online business and really have it thrive. And it wasn't until I hit the one-year mark with my business that I really started to believe that this could be something for me and that being an entrepreneur and being self-employed was even a possibility. So for a little more context, Nobody in my family is an entrepreneur. My family, you know, works pretty traditional, more corporate jobs. And even as it pertains to my friends, I didn't really know that many people who were having great success outside of that kind of corporate nine to five. And the truth is that I tried to make that corporate nine to five life work for me. And It's part of the reason why it took me so long to leave my full-time job because I really had this belief that I needed to fit myself into that box. So before I got my full-time job in the yoga industry, I was working in the legal field. And while I really enjoyed studying to be a paralegal, I did not enjoy this in practice. And it became really clear really quickly to me that I would not be happy in that kind of working environment. And so when I got my job in the yoga industry, it gave me more of that freedom that I was looking for. Like I said, I was able to work from home and I was able to travel the world, you know, teaching and practicing yoga, which is like the biggest blessing. And I learned and I grew so much for the five years that I was with that company. And I can say with full confidence that I wouldn't be where I am today without that experience. I learned so much about what it takes to run a successful yoga business and I wouldn't trade that for the world because I don't think that I would have the confidence, the knowledge, the expertise to do what I am doing today without that experience. And it's so funny because I've been saying to a lot of my friends that I feel like I did when I was 21. So I'm 31 now and 
When I was 21 years old, I had just graduated from university. I had just completed my first yoga teacher training, and I was living in Halifax, teaching yoga full time, doing some other jobs on the side. I was the strongest I had been physically. I was in such a place of joy in my life. I was having so much fun. And ever since leaving my full-time job, I feel like I've reclaimed that part of me. Currently, I am teaching weekly yoga classes. I offer life and business coaching. And I'm always working on building out new courses and workshops. But something else that's really exciting me lately is really stepping into this idea of creating content, Uh, content in the form of this podcast, and also just showing up more consistently on my Instagram. And if I'm being honest, I kind of resisted showing up on social media as much as I knew that I should as a business owner. And the truth is that it's vulnerable to put yourself out there and to subject yourself to the opinion of thousands of people. And I don't have a massive following yet, but I do have around 1,500 people who are exposed to my stuff. And if you imagine standing in front of 1,500 people and teaching or talking, it can be really quite scary and it opens you up to receive a lot of judgment. And because my business wasn't full time, I didn't feel the pressure or the need to post as often as I do now. Because the truth is that my livelihood now depends on the success of my business. And like many businesses, it's a bit of a numbers game. The more followers that you have, the more likely that you are to sell your services. It's the same way with a retail store. Say it's a shoe store. That shoe store is more likely to sell shoes based off of how many people walk in the door that day. And So since I've left my full-time job, I can really feel this pressure that wasn't necessarily present for me before I left. So if you're someone who's thinking about transitioning out of their full-time job into their side business, then I really want you to consider that because also these things that we once did for fun become the things that we do for work. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I know that I made the right decision because honestly, I feel so free and I know that I've really land, I've really laid the groundwork for my business to succeed, but that doesn't make it any less scary for me. I think as it pertains to my nine to five as well, as I said, I, I grew so much personally in that role and I had the opportunity to explore different roles within the organization. And it just got to a point for me, for me personally where I knew that I wanted to continue to learn and grow and evolve. And in order for me to do that, I needed to step into my business full time. And I just feel really grateful that so many people supported me, including my colleagues, my coworkers. Because that was one of my biggest fears with leaving was what will people think? What will my parents think? What will my partner think? What will my coworkers think? What will my friends think? And the truth is that for the most part, they were extremely supportive. And what I learned through this was that I'm the one who keeps me small. I'm the one who keeps me stuck. And I'm the one who keeps me scared. I think... Oftentimes, we like to think that other people are the problem or the reason why, but at least in my own life and 
in the work that I do with my coaching clients, more often than not, it's ourselves that keeps us stuck. So I'm not saying quit your job today. I'm saying lay the groundwork, have a plan, take baby steps, and you'll know when it's time. For me, I did know it was time for quite a while before I actually left. And I wish that I had done it sooner because I can really see how my success as an entrepreneur, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take time. And that's something that's also been really challenging for me. I always knew logically that my business wouldn't be an overnight success and that I would have to put the time and the effort in. And I'm willing to do that. But that doesn't mean that it's not a little bit triggering when you put something out into the world and it doesn't give you the results that you want it to immediately. So even with something like a reel or a TikTok video, it's like we create these videos and as business owners, at least, we have this little hope that maybe it will go viral or have a really big reach. And when that doesn't happen, it can feel disappointing. Same with launching a new program or a new offering. We can launch something and think it's the best thing ever and, you know, think that tons of people will sign up and then they don't. But the truth is that we have to keep going. We can't just do something one time and expect to get to the place where people have been working to get to for many years. So something that was really refreshing for me to hear yesterday, actually, when I logged onto social media, was that Mel Robbins, the podcaster and life coach, was celebrating her 55th birthday. And I went onto her website and it said something along the lines of, you know, 15 years ago, I was so anxious that I couldn't get out of bed and I was at risk of losing everything. And now I'm a world-renowned speaker, author, and podcaster. And I was just like, wow, yeah, like things take time. There's no such thing as an overnight success. And honestly, I don't want an overnight success because I don't think that that's necessarily sustainable. And I'm in this for the long game. I want longevity. And of course, I want recognition and, and success, but... I know that will come when I'm actually ready for it. Sometimes I think to myself, like, what would it actually be like if I had 100,000 or a million followers on Instagram? Am I really ready for that? And my work is to get ready for that because I believe it is a part of my path and a part of my purpose to share my personal lessons with the world, with the intention of helping other people heal and maybe giving other people a bit of a shortcut so they don't need to make all of the same mistakes that I made. But I I really trust in the greater plan, the plan that the divine or God, universe, cosmos, whatever you want to call it, has for me. And that plan is bigger than what my mind can currently conceive of. So leaving my nine to five has been wild. I feel like I'm really playing the game of life now. I'm really working with, you know, my lack mindset and abundance mindset. And what I mean by that is not just saying yes to the opportunities out of fear that other more aligned opportunities won't come to me. 
I think a lot of us have the tendency to almost grab for straws and we can do this in relationships. We can do this with work. We can do this with money. It's just like we take the first thing that's offered to us because we fear that we aren't worthy of something better. And in my own personal experience, no is truly the most magnetic word. And it's not just no. It's no, something better, please. And the more that I say no, and the more that I get clear about what a no is for me, then the more closer I get to my true yes. And so in the month of September, that was a big test for me. I was given a lot of opportunities to do work that didn't feel 100% aligned. And the truth is that I did say yes to some of those opportunities. And it was a big learning experience for me because it became pretty clear pretty quickly that that was not the work that I wanted to be doing. But I believe that our misaligned yeses can get us closer to our inner knowing and really our truth about what work we are here to do. So I've been learning a lot since I left my nine to five job and I'm just really proud of myself for taking that step because it's something that I put off for a long time and I think that it would have been really easy for me to stay the same because I had a great job. I was a part of a community that I really cared about and it wasn't that bad, you know, but I am not here for just good I want to live a great life and I don't think you can live a great life by staying comfortable or by staying the same. The only way that we can get something different is by doing something different. You can't do the same thing and expect different results and that applies to everything. So if you want different, you got to move different. And you can apply that to any aspect of your life that you want to facilitate change in. So I hope that was helpful for you. And I'll certainly be talking more about this transition from my nine to five into self-employment and entrepreneurship, because I think a lot of you are interested and maybe on that same path. Something else that I really wanted to share with you all about was celebrating one year alcohol free. So This is obviously another really big accomplishment for me, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend like it was easy. I have to say that the first few months of being alcohol-free were the hardest because I was changing other people's and my own expectations of me. And what I mean by that is I've been drinking in some capacity since I was like 15. So... For the last 15 years, the last half of my life, other people and myself have identified with me as someone who will have a drink, whether that's a drink of a glass of wine at dinner or some drinks with friends on a Saturday night. I had to rewrite other people's expectations of me. And I saw how jarring that could be. Because when you decide to do something different, what happens is that other people immediately make it, make it about themselves. And there's nothing wrong with this. We are all egocentric human beings. Our ego is what keeps us safe. And 
what I saw happening was, you know, I would say, no, I don't want to drink. And then that would immediately make people call their own behaviors or beliefs into question. So what I mean by that is if I opted to not have a drink, people would immediately think like, well, what does that mean about me as someone who drinks? Like, should I stop drinking? Like, does she think that I have a problem? They immediately filter it through the lens of themselves, which is fine. I've done that. You've done that. We'll all continue to do that. But if you're someone who has people pleasing tendencies like I do, this can be pretty uncomfortable to sit with or to be with because as a people pleaser, you don't want to make other people uncomfortable. And by not drinking, by not doing the thing that most other people are doing, it makes other people uncomfortable. And so those first few months were challenging because people were getting to know a new version of me. And I really do want to shout out Matt, who is celebrating three years of sobriety this October. Um, I don't know that I would have done it without him. And he honestly went first and that made it a lot easier for me. He kind of got the worst of it. And so when it was my turn to be like, okay, I'm going sober too, people weren't quite as surprised. You know, he went first with our family and with our friends. And so I think it felt a little bit more natural for me to go next. Um, So I just really want to give Matt a shout out because it can be hard to go first. And if you are someone who is thinking about quitting drinking or, you know, eliminating any substance from their life, I just want to acknowledge how hard it can be and how helpful it can be to have other people in your life who are also committed to that same lifestyle. So I've shared before that I don't identify as an alcoholic. Alcohol was never my drug of choice. Cannabis was my drug of choice. I quit smoking cannabis um, when I started dating Matt. So I was 26 years old when I started dating Matt. So I've been sober from cannabis for the last five years and sober from alcohol for the last year. Um, I can't really remember where I was going with that, but what I wanted to say was that although I don't identify as an alcoholic, I think AA is a great people to meet a great place, sorry, to meet other people who are on the same path. And the only prerequisite for AA is that you have a desire to not drink. So even if you're just curious about going alcohol free, I would recommend that you go to a meeting. Um, In my experience, people who work AA or people who work a 12-step program are some of the most evolved human beings. And I think as addicts, they can get a really bad rap. But uh, working a 12-step program requires an an incredible amount of self-awareness and devotion to growth and healing. And so if you're looking for people to support you in this journey, then I would really recommend that that you get in there. They have free meetings all over the world online um, or just or just have a friend that you can buddy up with and and support one another because it's a lot less lonely and a lot less hard when you don't feel like you're in it alone. Um, something that I didn't talk about on my Instagram is 
what sobriety means to me. And I am completely sober from alcohol and all recreational drugs. With that being said, I did participate in a plant medicine ceremony this summer, which was extremely healing and extremely expansive for me. And I would really love to do another full another full podcast episode on plant medicine. Um, but I really want to give that episode the respect that it deserves. And I would really love to bring on some kind of professional to talk about plant medicine and, and the healing benefits associated with different plants. I also really want to highlight that I am very much so new to that path. I am a student on that path. And so I'm still learning and expanding and growing. And there are people who are much more experienced than me who could speak to it more skillfully. So if you know of anyone who would like to come onto my podcast and talk about the benefits of plant medicine, then please let me know. And I wanted to share that here because I know that some people would think that using plant medicine means that you're not sober. But to me, plant medicine is not drug use. It is a medicine. It is therapeutic. It is taken with the intention to heal. To me, I liken it to pharmaceutical drugs, right? Like you can be sober and take an antidepressant. That doesn't make you not sober. And I believe the same with plant medicine. You don't need to necessarily agree with me, um, but I think that plant medicine is starting to really get the respect that it de- deserves in the in the public sphere, in the public space. And I feel really excited about that. And I feel really blessed to be a part of that. If you ever have any questions about sobriety, I really want to encourage you to reach out to me. I am not an addiction specialist, but what I do have is my own experience. And I would love nothing more than to share that with you or to offer some resources that have been helpful for me. So my DMs, my my metaphorical DM door is always open for questions or conversation about sobriety, um, particularly cannabis. You know, as I mentioned, that was my drug of choice. That was the substance that I was powerless over. And my life changed exponentially for the better when I decided to get free from that. And even in the last year of me deciding to go alcohol free, only good things have happened for me. I am in better physical shape than I have been probably since I was 21. My mental health is stable. My relationships are thriving. I have recommitted to my therapy journey and I am doing some of the deepest inner work that I've ever done in my life. And that doesn't mean that it's easy. In fact, I would say it's really quite challenging, but because I am no longer using vices to numb me or keep me small, I am now just starting to get free. Something that I really noticed with going alcohol free was how alcohol kept me in, in places and spaces that I didn't want to be. But because I was drinking, I was numb to that. And so let me explain that a little bit more. Let's say you're at a party and you know that it's time for you to go home. You kind of have two options. You can either go home and go to bed 
Or you could have another drink, which would extend your capacity. It would give you energy and you would stay somewhere that you know that you don't want to be. Alcohol helps being around people who you don't really like become bearable. Like that's just the truth. Alcohol helps people cope with stressful situations. And something that I've really noticed is that the only times that I crave alcohol is when I feel stressed and anxious. I do not crave alcohol when I am feeling free or when I'm feeling happy because alcohol is a depressant. It dampens everything down. And when we're feeling stressed or anxious, of course we want to dampen that emotion. It's a tough emotion to be in. But for me, when I'm happy, it's like I don't need it then. And so now it's really interesting for me to see like when am I having a craving? And it's not often from a place of wanting to celebrate or have fun. It's from a place of wanting to numb. And I think that alone really points to the fact that like alcohol is a drug and it is addictive and people do use it to cope. And although I don't identify as an alcoholic, I certainly have addictive tendencies and I do have addictive tendencies with alcohol. I I really feel that to be a human on planet Earth is a true gift. We are all souls that have evolved and who have come to the realm of planet Earth to learn and play and grow and feel, to experience love and to experience pain and heartache and grief and joy. And I don't want to waste any more of my time missing out on that experience because I am drunk or because I am high. I acknowledge how limited my time here is on planet Earth and I want to make the most of it. I'm really just waking up to my own purpose and my own power. And I really believe that helping people find sobriety or helping people just get free from what holds them back is a big part of the reason why I'm here. I think I'll share more of my personal journey um, with addiction for another day, but I turned to vices to help me through a really tough time in my life. And the truth is that I'm not in that tough time anymore. I'm really grateful to be out of it. But what I'm doing now is the work of processing those tough times and accepting that I did what I had to do to survive that. And I'm no longer in survival mode, so I don't need to keep on acting like it. It's a different kind of work to reflect and to process so that those pains don't affect me and the people that I love going forward. Um, But I just feel really grateful to be free from the shackles that I placed on myself and the vices that, quite frankly, I needed to get through a certain period of time. So I never want people to feel like I shame them for for using drugs or for drinking. Um, these, these are coping mechanisms and we cope the best way that we know how. And we have to forgive ourselves for not knowing better, 
But when we do know better, I believe that it's time to start acting better. So I hope sharing a bit about my sobriety was helpful for you. And like I said, if you have any questions, particularly about sobriety, please feel free to reach out. I would love to hear from you. I would love to support you. And also, since I'm starting to create content on this podcast again, let me know who you'd like to hear. If I have any friends or colleagues that you would love to have me on the podcast or that you would love to hear me have on the podcast, maybe that's you. Maybe you'd love to come on and chat. So if you're interested in coming onto my podcast, please send me an email, you know, pitch the topic to me. And if I feel like it's aligned, then we can set up a time and date and make it happen. I am so grateful to be here. I am so grateful to be sharing. I am so grateful that you are listening. And I'm really just excited to see what this next year will bring for me. Um, This last year of sobriety was everything. It was incredibly expansive and I've made some really big changes that I'm really proud of. And I'm also not done yet. I'm excited to see where this thing will go, how I will continue to grow. And I can't wait to bring you all along with me. So I am sending you all so much love. I hope you take some time today to take good, good care of yourself. And I will be back in this space next week. Okay, chat soon. Bye, everybody.